0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you, you need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 300, the tricentennial of Your Tech Life. Great to have your company, uh, wherever you are, whatever time of day you're listening, wherever you are, driving in the car, walking to work, on the train, on the bus. I don't mind. It's great to have you uh, downloading into the Pocket Casts or Podcasts app. Um, uh, always fun to find out where you're listening, though, so do uh, do get on the Twitter, at Trevor Long, and let me know where and why and how. Uh, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technology. Tell you more about one of their products shortly. I have a very special guest later on in the show. Uh, not someone famous. Calm down. Um, a couple of people suggested I was trying to find the ultimate guest to to meet the Mark Maron, uh, President Obama interview. Still working on that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a conversation that I, I've had planned for some time and only really got around to doing just before I went on holidays and I thought I'd uh, I'd make it the, the focus of the show because it turned out to be quite inspirational. So I'll um I'll share that with you later in the show. Um, we've got a couple of cool bits of technology out this week. I want to tell you about the Telstra LTEB trials. I want to talk, talk to you about the Huawei Watch got a uh, couple of emails to read and a couple of calls to take, of course, because the purpose of the show, the original intent of the show, is to help you. So if you have a question about technology, a problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, give us a call, 1-800-157-157, or go to the website eftm.com.au to uh, send me an email. I'll get you on the show. It's that easy. Um, It's interesting, uh, going back to... Uh, the, number one, the, the very first show, which is still <laughs> – I haven't deleted it from the server. So it's actually still there to download, tragically. Now, that was uh, – yeah, that was you know some time ago, right? That uh, I remember putting – the teaser went out on the 23rd of October 2009, and the first show, uh, episode one, was the 29th of October 2009. I don't need to look it up. I can tell you it was a Thursday night because it was a Thursday night radio show. On 2GB, it was um, I had been doing Chip for Brains on 2GB for a few years with Brian Wilshire until I left 2GB in 2008 and got the bug again for radio. So I um, pitched the idea for the show to the then program director, and we were on the air pretty quickly thereafter. In uh, 29th of October 2009, it was all about technology, taking your calls, and we had calls about Mac computers, cordless phones, Outlook, Hotmail, iPhones, and in fact, one of the technologies I um, I, I reviewed was the Flip video camera do you remember those things wow so you know we've come a long way and you know we were on the same show we were talking about new uh digital tv channels that were launching you know it's like seven mate or seven two um the next week we were talking about a Pico projector the size of an iphone and now we've got those in in tablets with lenovo so we have come a long way um 300 shows and and to be correct it's Many more than that because I do about three or four every year at CES. So there'd be more. But there was also a bit of a lull there where I stopped doing the radio show, started doing little highlights from the TUE show until I went, nah, bugger it, just do it as a standalone. And that is the way it has been. Uh, and 300 episodes down, uh, it's great fun to do every week. So lots to talk about as there is every week. Let's not muck around. Let's get straight into it. So I went to the grand final on Sunday night as a guest of Telstra, yes, uh, in the Telstra Connected Lounge, which is a corporate suite that's better than any of the corporate suites I've seen there. It's been decked out very nicely. It's very good. But the reason we went there was to um, to have a look at this new technology called LTE-B. Now, LTE is the fast uh, mobile technology, 4G we know it as, um, and the B stands for broadcast. So... The whole idea well, is that Telstra can provide a broadcast signal to a large number of phones in a certain area. That's the summary. Now, from a rugby league grand final point of view, the, the obvious concept there is that you know there's 80,000 people in the stadium. They're all watching the one game, and there's only one big or two big screens that are showing a director's cut of the game that's in front of you. Now... If you were to stream, if there was available like three live streams and 25,000 people picked up that stream, there'd be 25,000 individual streams and it would kill the stadium's uh, mobile connections. It just wouldn't be possible. So LTEB is what they call multicast. It allows Telstra to send the stream to multiple devices with the efficiency of basically sending it once. So very efficient in terms of the, the mobile towers and that means that uh, it's, it's not going to create congestion when people use it. So here's the concept. You've got a Samsung Galaxy uh, S6 phone. It's the only one they had there that, that is LTEB compatible now. You're a Telstra customer, and you've got the Telstra LTEB app. You're sitting there in your seat. You're enjoying the game, but you, but you, wanna f- you love that spider cam. You want to just watch that. So you can open up the spider cam and just watch that vision. Or they might have a camera that's trained on just a particular player. You can just watch that one player. That's cool. But then there's a big tackle or a big try that's controversial and you want to watch that back. A highlights package is delivered to your phone. And you can open that up. You get a map of the the field and you can watch, you can press on different cameras around the field and watch that highlight from any of those cameras. <clears throat> so you become the director. And the great thing is those videos are stored on your phone. So when you're on the train on the way out and you're arguing with your mates about whether it was a try or not, You can sit there and replay it all you like. So cool. It's actually very cool. Now, that's just football. I mean, it could be used at motorsport. You could have different driver cams. You could have, again, highlights. You could have it at music festivals showing different angles of the stage or a different stage altogether. So you can check you're not missing out on one of the other um, uh, bands or watch highlights of songs in between bands or something like that. Uh, It could be at the the races to watch replay, anything you like. It's very cool technology. Now, it's a way off, I feel. I mean, they've been talking about it for two years. We've only got one device. So it will be another couple of years before lots of devices support it. And I think Telstra will struggle to get it live before the NRL and AFL season. So I think mid-year we'll see them launch this as a soft launch. And they want to have it at all the stadiums because it's just linking up with Channel 9, getting the vision, and then pumping it out. So, it's very cool. I've put some photos and video up on EFTM.com.au if you want to check it out. Um, I'd appreciate your feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, LTEB, Telstra's, uh, Telstra's new broadcast technology for major events. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are, whatever time of day it is for you. Let's keep going with calls. Good day, Felicity. Good day.
2: Thank now, you for taking my call.
0: What can I do for um, you?
2: Well, my query is this. Have you ever heard of a problem where the operation of a lift in a block of units causes the Internet to drop out when the lift is being used? We have here two blocks of four units with mm-hmm. one lift per block, mm-hmm. and two units in each block are having this problem. Telstra's been out several times, but I won't, shouldn't say this, but in reality, they're a waste of time. <laughs> After four visits from a level one technician, they eventually sent a level two technician out with an impulse meter. And he confirmed the lift is causing interference, which our lift company would initially refuse to believe. So now they are now more open to the idea there could be an interference problem. Mm -hmm. And they're going to meet with an electronics engineer next week to open our lifts and let the company test it.
0: Wow. Um, have they tried, yes. and this may obviously not be something you want to do, but have they tried, I mean, is it, is it such an obvious, is the internet, when the internet's not working, is it just not working or is it just kind of a little bit patchy?
2: No, no, you can just see that it drops out. I can tell you on the 13th of September, my personal hmm. internet dropped out 40 times.
0: How do you see it? How do you know it's not there?
2: I Well, I'm with iInet. Hmm. Oh, I see. I, I went and looked in the record of my history, and which they showed me how I can look up because I had them also help, trying to help uh, me because yes. on, on my computer screen, mm. on the monitor, mm. there's a little, my internet access icon. Yeah, a
0: little, little, little computer that kind of looks like a plug in it that says, I'm right. connected to the internet. Yeah,
2: Right, and it'll go like a little mountain. It'll go yep. it's sort of an orangey-colour mountain. And then I realised... And I can see Skype's disconnected, and then I realise I've dropped out, and I right. wait and I wait, and it comes back again.
0: Now, is there anything else about the? So it's four of eight, or is it two of eight that drop out?
2: Well, there's two in each block.
0: Okay, so it's it's half the units. Now, is there anything else similar yes. about the the four? Are you all with the one provider or anything like that?
2: No, we're all four. Uh, two of uh, yeah, ones with Optus, ones with Telstra. And uh, one's with TPG
0: and one with INX. You've got four different Great. So the great thing is that rules out the telco. It just can't be there. I mean, it just couldn't be. Yes. Um, Yes. And you're all using the same sort of connection. So you're all using, is it ADSL through the phone lines? Yes, I think we all are. Okay. And did something happen to the lift? Did they improve or change or or, or maintain the lifts at a certain point when this started happening?
2: Well, let me put it to this way. I've been in this here and served so the others. It's a newish block when I say that we've all been here nearly five years. Yeah. And this problem only started last year in about August for me. Yeah. And until somebody moved in in December, a new person and said, "H, oh, what's wrong with the Internet?" I realized,: you it thought, was it, you more thought than it was just, just you, me.
0: right. And so yeah, back in August last year, did something happen to the? list? Last
2: least? year. The lift was struck by lightning, the one, but the lift giving the problem, mm. which is lift number one, is not the one that was struck by lightning.
0: <laughs> and, and how do you know it's that one giving the problem? Is that from the from the metering that the, the checking they yes,
2: did? Yes, that was from the checking. And
0: the the ultimate um, trial and error trust here is: can you turn the lift off? Do you know that that makes it work, or is that just crazy?
2: Well, that's what they were, No, no, that's what they were doing. One of our uh, unit guards that the owners he they were running between looking, but when they operated the one lift, one was checking to see the modem with the lights dropped out, or mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they were convinced that that was
0: happening. Causing it. Well, I can say this to you categorically, Felicity, I've never heard of it, but there is some absolute r- um rhyme or reason why it could be happening, you see. Electrical interference is is an obvious problem, you know, whether it's, um, you know, radio waves in wireless terms or whether it's, you know, electromagnetic interference that causes, you know, the, the signals along a cable to be interrupted. And that's essentially what's happening here. Remember, you're just sending an electronic pulse um, over a phone line. Um, right. If that gets interrupted some way, then, yeah, your, your modem will just disconnect because it, it thinks that there's – it's like the wire's cut and then it has to wait and try and reconnect. So – I think, yes, it is quite possible that's the problem. And I'm I I'm, I'm quite impressed that you've got to the point of even having a lift company, you know, look into it because I would have thought it would be very hard to get a lift company to look into it. But obviously, five years old, they're probably, uh, you know, not just a service maintenance thing. They're, they're, they're probably quite interested in it.
2: Well, he was adamant at first it could never be yeah. until I told him, I, I don't know if I can mention the name of the company that's coming up, yeah, sure. but it's... It's Sydney Electrical and Data. Right. Somebody called Andrew and he said, I will meet with your lift technician Mm. and that must send a senior technician to open up the lift and... I will do the checking, and he says they've got this problem in the building where his offices are.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Very interesting. I mean, look, the bottom line is the the ultimate test is to turn it off for you know twenty four hours and confirm that everyone has a has a reliable internet. But who wants to walk up and downstairs for twenty four hours? Um,
2: well, they, they suggested originally forty eight hours, but he says this way of doing it we won't need to, it'll need an hour, that's all, off an hour right. each lift. And look,
0: works. all I'd say to you is if the lift company after this exercise still yeah. fail to admit that it's happening, then all you need to do is all eight of you get in a room and say, right, are we prepared to turn the lifts off for 48 hours and, yeah. and genuinely test our internet connections over that period? And if you are and you do that, then you can basically ring the lift company and say, Sorry, it's not. We've right. done the test, and now we've absolutely ruled out everything else by confirming that it's your problem. Um, it's it, the trial and error method is the best, and I think you're on the right path there. So very interesting, Felicity. I'd not, I'd not heard of it, but it sounds like you're getting at least the best help and advice at this point. It sounds well. Reasonably it's been positive.
2: nine months of up and down before you get Telstra out and back, and each one, and we've had different companies out and everybody's an expert but yeah. an expert in and we are yeah. it's over 55s complex so you must know we're not exactly the most technology totally, totally. savvy people
0: and very easy to to have someone pull the wool over your eyes i would think
2: exactly exactly so eventually i'm now jumping up and down i've had it i'm, I'm over this
0: that's the south african in you felicity jumping yes, up and why. down yes you, you go why. get them look i think I, you're on the right track felicity i think you're doing the right thing and I'm intrigued right. and I, I look forward to hearing from you when you when you find out the next steps because, as I said, not something I'd heard of. Felicity?
2: Right. I will tell you after the 12th of October when they come here what, the, what happened. Good on the, you. What
0: happened. All right. Well, thanks for getting in touch. I look forward to hearing about it.
2: Thank you and thank you for taking my call.
0: No problem at all. And if you want to get in touch, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do something silly here. I'm going to tweet the 1 800 number. I don't normally tweet when I'm recording live because it's, it's all smoke and mirrors, right? It sounds like I'm doing the whole thing live. We're going to tweet the 1 800 number and, and let's see who calls. Let's see who calls. Here we go. Hello. G'day. Hey, who have I got? Hey, uh, Robert Rigby. Hey, Rob, how are you, buddy? Good, mate. Thanks for calling. I just wanted to say congratulations on your 300. Mate, very good of you, mate. You've been a long-time very loyal listener, mate, and I really appreciate it, buddy. No problems at all, mate. Good on you, mate. No. Thanks for calling. Okay. See you, Catch mate. You up, bye. Hello, who's that? It's Rob. How are you going? Hey, Rob. How are you, buddy?
1: Good, mate. Just a so congratulations, mate.
0: Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, Rob sent me an email just earlier and suggested that, uh, unfortunately, my local Maccas doesn't do deliveries because he was going to order me an M&M McFlurry. Rob, I'm going to go and get one because of you. I, 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 did, I did warn you that you'd feel one as a consequence. But you know what? I'm picking it up in a Tesla. <laughs> That's the right. way. Any excuse to take it for a drive. You're a good man. You're a loyal listener and a good friend, mate. I appreciate you calling. Good, man. Talk soon. Thanks, buddy. And thank you for listening Thank you for downloading Anytime you like You can get in touch Just go to the website EFTM.com.au G'day Anthony
1: Good evening sir Thanks for returning the call What can I do for you mate? Well it was it was making me think. I, I don't go often to the uh, cinemas, but I went to the cinema last week with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I saw it was on a large VMAX screen, yep. beautiful big picture. And, and then I saw an ad for a Samsung OLED TV, but it didn't make me think of so much the picture at all. It didn't make me think so much of the Samsung OLED, but it made me actually think of the technical quality of the movie that I saw later on. And when mm-hmm. I saw the film, and I think I've got a full HD TV—not an OLED, but just a full HD TV—and and, and, and the, when when I think of the quality of the picture in the cinema, yes, it is bigger, but I'm wondering why isn't it the pictures? Why aren't the pictures more vibrant in the cinema? For example, the greens, the blues, the mm-hmm. reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it doesn't even have motion blur uh, mm. removal, as in the HD I mean, my, to be honest, the TV, the eight, the full HD TV, looked better, mm. even though it was smaller yeah. than the cinema picture.
0: Uh, you know what, Anthony? I think it's it's quite simple. The cinema is an experience. It's not about quality. There there is a huge benefit to a cinema in terms of the sound. Often, so the the digital quality sound. The number of speakers they pack around the cinemas and the way they can direct that sound is phenomenal. Um, the scale of the screen kind of creates that that overwhelming atmosphere. But there is absolutely no doubt that with a home TV, even without it being an OLED, um, the quality can be exceptionally better, um, especially when you dim the lights and you and you adjust the brightness and the colours to the right point on your home TV. So yeah, I think you're right. The quality wise. Colour-wise, the picture can be much better at home, but I don't think you unless you're investing big bucks in a theatre room with speakers around you, you know, seven-point surround sound kind of thing... I don't think you're going to get the same experience overall. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, that, that makes sense in, the, in respect of the sound. I mean, probably if you were to install a, a cinema sound system in your own home, even though 7.1 systems and 5.1 systems are available for the home, oh, yeah. I think you'll blow the bricks out of the wall.
0: Totally, but can you imagine how much it would cost to put um, non-projected uh, screen technology onto a wall the size of a cinema?
1: Oh, probably. Well, I, I believe that it's about two hundred grand, roughly, for a 4K projector.
0: Yeah, but that's for a fork, k there. But see, there's a difference, right? Projected images are excellent, right? But I don't think that even a 4K projected image will give you the absolute brightness and vibrance and deep blacks that you can get from an OLED TV.
1: Oh, well,
0: even the full HD TV compared, you know what I mean? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that a TV panel, and look, I'm not an expert. Someone may ring up and say, you're kidding, the cinemas are this and that. But in my view, uh, a full HD, an ultra HD, uh, even an LCD, if it's the right quality with, as you say, good refresh rates and things, will absolutely produce a better picture than the cinema. But I just think that the cinemas are pushing a different uh, product than picture quality, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, I remember when I seen. Well, I've seen you know thirty five mil prints. I mean, I can remember seeing the graininess of the film on the screen, and that and that's certainly, definitely, clearly absent from today's modern cinema. And that that that's probably a plus. But even motion blur, they don't even have motion blur removal like your your Samsung or your LG. Yeah. You know, oh. and I thought. Mm. I mean, I'm just wondering, or maybe they don't know how to tweak the uh, machine up to uh, get the nice colours and the black and black and all that. Oh,
0: I think they know how to tweak. I think they have engineers that that tweak those projectors. See, that's the thing. You buy a projector or a a consumer projector. Out of the box, it's actually not as good as it can be. You actually should be manipulating and tweaking the image to, to suit your, A, your inputs, and B, your outputs. So... You need to spend that time to get the colour reproduction. So I'm sure the cinemas are doing that as best they can, Anthony.
1: Uh, I th- well, one thing that, that what, what stopped me from getting a projection, home projection system, was that you've got to replace the lamps every couple of hundred hours and LEDs last thousands. Oh,
0: there's, you know what? There's much better lamp technology these days that lasts tens of thousands. I mean, it's, there's, there's some serious... I mean, I've put it this way. I've got a, I've got a projector here in my home studio, Yes. And uh, it's an Epson, and I've had it now for about a year. I have it on every night for three or four hours, and it ain't—it's not degrading at all. So it's years of life you're going to get as a home user.
1: Trevor, I really appreciate you uh, calling an interesting me.
0: conversation, Anthony. Thanks for being part of the show.
1: See you, mate. Bye.
0: And if you want to be part of the show, like Anthony, just go to the website eftm.com.au. So I've been wearing a little watch, not the Apple Watch, Uh, the Huawei Watch. Huawei, Chinese uh, technology company, very big in in Europe and other places, but haven't really cracked it here as a brand in the mobile market. they sponsor the Raiders. They're doing their best. And they do make great phones. I saw the Huawei Watch at Mobile World Congress, in fact, and then had a better look at IFA in Berlin. Now, they gave me one to play with uh, early. It's uh, going to be available next week from October 15th. Uh, and it's going to be available at uh, Dick Smith, JB Hi-Fi, some jewelers, and Huawei kiosks. It's uh, it's a beautiful uh, watch, Swiss design, so it looks like a watch. That's my number one thing about it. Uh, it looks like a watch, um, and it's going to be priced from five hundred and forty nine dollars. So there's only two uh, two kind of three price brackets: five forty nine, six forty nine, and seven forty nine. Uh, so very affordable range, but still not I don't think a low enough entry price. I'd like to see it at you know four hundred, but it is uh, it is a high quality watch. Uh, the the five forty nine that I'm wearing uh, has uh, a silver uh, watch head and a black leather band, and the, the screen is quite impressive. It's a four hundred by four hundred pixel resolution display. Um, obviously, it's a circle though, so it looks just like a normal watch. Uh, handcrafted from finest materials, all those kind of things. Forty customizable watch faces fits any eighteen millimeter watch band. Um, built-in gyroscope, accelerometer, six-axis motion, six motion sensor and heart rate monitor. Um, and it's got a magnetic uh, little pin charger, so very easy to charge. Still requires charging every day. You might get a day and three quarters out of it, but you have to charge it every day. Um, and the number one thing about this Android Wear watch is that it's the first one that I've obtained here in Australia that works with iPhones. So yes, on all your Android phones, this is awesome and probably at its best, But on an iPhone, it is very good and it does all the best things about a smartwatch. The best things about a smartwatch for me are customizable watch faces, uh, the interactivity and notifications and search, you know, okay, Google and it does whatever you want. Uh, It won't have a whole range of apps under it because iOS and Android don't work that well together. But to be compatible with iOS means there's a whole range of people running iPhones that don't like the Apple Watch who may well go, that's actually not a bad watch. So I think it's excellent. Um, 549, as I say, seems a little steep, and I'm sure they'll be able to manage that down a little bit maybe and uh, get competitiveness in the stores. But as a uh, as a watch, highly recommend it. I think it's beautiful. It's well worth checking it out if you if you want to see it on from the 15th onwards at those retail stores. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this watch, and I'm going to keep wearing it for some time, I think. Uh, so the Huawei watch, finally available, uh, comes in... Uh, uh, two colors, silver and black, uh, with a black leather band, a silver mesh strap, a silver link bracelet, or a black link bracelet. So, a few variants there. From five forty nine to seven forty nine, uh, available October 15. I recommend it. I think it's quite nice. Your tech life with Trevor Love. And speaking of recommending things, and speaking of watches, you want a smartwatch? Garmin's Approach S Six. If you're a golfer, wow, this thing is a watch with 30,000 international golf courses on it. It has uh, amazing technology like Swing Metrics, which uh, you can use the S6 to train your swing with Swing Metrics. So it has swing tempo and tempo training so that it can measure the relationship between your upswing and your downswing and express it as a ratio. Uh, A lot of studies of golf swings talk about the ideal ratio, and that's what they're working you towards. Uh, Full-color maps, pinpointer, Touch and move to to move the pin on the screen. Notifications from your smartphone. A great battery life when it's got GPS running 10 hours. Excuse me. Um, A great little little device, basically. If there's a golfer in your family, they must see this. $549, the Approach S6 from Garmin. And sincere thanks and appreciations to um, all the team at Garmin here in Australia for their ongoing and long-term support of your tech life. Um, couldn't do it without them, and that's uh, greatly appreciated. You are listening to your tech life. Now, before I um, before I throw to to the next interview, uh, some context. Um, I have a great relationship with the people at, at Intel in Australia, uh, and they told me about they told me a story that about a, a guy they were trying to help out, uh, and and they had hope that I'd be able to get up there and be part of this great story, uh, the The amount of travel that I was doing there with Berlin and San Francisco and then the holiday, it just didn't happen and I feel, I'm really disappointed about that but they've pulled it off, they've pulled off a great story here and um, in, in doing what they've done, which you'll hear about shortly uh, they've introduced, introduced me to someone who I'll be honest, going into this I just thought it was a good story um, coming out of it, I, I'm, I've am i been I don't know, what do you call it, moved um, somewhat by this story and um, yeah, it's. I, I hope that you'll find some inspiration in in the conversation you're about to hear. I um, hope it's not you know, silly from my end, but I, I you know, I guess um, I went to it. It went into it pretty blind, just knowing a bit of a bit of a backstory about someone and uh, and uh, and a story about something that Intel and 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 others were trying to achieve. And very keen and, and happy to have the chat. And I think it turned out to be something that I'm super proud to put into the 300th episode of this program uh, because it embodies everything about people um, and, and the way they are and the way they behave and the way they learn from things, as well as the amazing things that technology can do in this world today.
1: It might sound crazy what I'm about to say, but travel-
0: listening. Thank you for downloading. I've never actually seen someone's reaction to me playing that jingle. My, my, my next guest is in front of me on Skype, so it was quite an interesting uh, sensation for me to, to see that. It was uh, rather whimsical. He's going, what the heck is this? But um, the reason I say that is because um, I have a very interesting story to tell you, and I, I think a lot. And the reason I called this show Your Tech Life, uh, what it was, seven years ago, whenever it was, uh, 300 episodes ago, this is the 300th episode of Your Tech Life. Um, was because technology is in every part of our life. It, it's, it's everywhere these days. You know, 10 years ago, before I even have kid, had kids, there was no such thing as an iPad. There was barely iPhones. And today, you know, well, you just need to look around to understand how technology's changed. So now put yourselves in the shoes of a 17 year old, 17 and a half years old, you've just finished school. You're thinking about joining the Air Force and uh, you've got the world and, and your whole life ahead of you. You're on the Gold Coast, you're, uh, you love your outdoors, you've got a boogie board in your hand, there's a big bridge and you're thinking, I'm going to jump down there, you jump off and you break your neck and you're a paraplegic and you're in a wheelchair. That's a pretty big change in life. And, you know, fast forward now, well, more than 10 years, 10 or 12 years and, you know, life's a very different place for that teenager and technology plays a very big role in your life because you communicate via technology. You know you, you, your your interaction with the outside world is in, in entirely technology for the most part because you know the internet has opened the world to people who uh, who perhaps don't get out as much as, as as they might have wanted to when they were seventeen years old. So, got uh, a great story to tell about a young man who's well, he's, he's getting old now. He'll, he'll he'll he might think he's. Uh, wishes he's still seventeen, but twenty nine years old. Uh, Kieran is his name. Uh, Lives on the Gold Coast, and he's got a, a cracking little story I want to share with you tonight. And he's on the line. G'day, Kieran.
3: How are you, Trevor?
0: Man, I'm really well. Um, I mean, that's twelve years ago now. Um, is it is it still vivid?
3: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It still 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 seems like yesterday. uh when no. it happened. Um, I can yeah remember remember every second of it.
0: And so, you know, you're, uh, how do you describe, is it paraplegic the right description because you have li- no, li- little or uh, no I'm, movement I'm, below?
3: I'm a quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Uh, yeah. Cause, because I broke my neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classed as a quadriplegic. And so if what, break...
0: what movement do you have? Uh, you've got, you've got movement in your arms?
3: Uh, yeah. Only partial movement in my biceps um, and forearms. So as you can see over the camera, but mm. not for our listeners. Um, that's about it. Right. Um, so can sort of, I can reach my, my hand can sort of reach up as high as my
0: your eye level. Yep.
3: Um, I can reach forward, reach back, um, and reach out to the sides and that's about it. I have no hand or finger movement. I was going
0: to say, so let, let's talk in technology terms. You can't click a mouse. No. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're 27, 28, 29, you're, you're into your gaming. How do you... I mean, gaming is such an awesome thing to, to do these days, especially especially with the internet. And for, for people at home, Kieran and I spoke for a few minutes before we recorded. We won't talk about his internet connection because he's got the NBN, so I'm, I'm more than jealous. But when you've got the NBN and you realise that gaming becomes next level because the, the latency's gone, the the interaction with people on all parts of the world is opened up, how do you game? Um, you, you've got a headset on. I mean, you've... You, how do you game? Because I think of yeah. gaming as so. I'm, I'm not on my Xbox, but on a PC, you know, mm-hmm. gaming is uh, normally you know what is it? W A S and D yeah, for the moving good old, around. Yeah, yeah uh, the good old, your mouse for for moving your 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 head and body around and, and for shooting. How yeah, how do you old, do it? Tw-
3: tw- good, the good old twiggling of the your, your left your fingers in your left hand and uh, and your right hand. And how do you twiggling around? Um, yeah, I've got um some assistive equipment. Um, so I've got what's called a head mouse. Well, it's called a Head Mouse Extreme, and that works via uh, infrared, which tracks a – it's a little sticker that I stick on my head that's got like a special um, metal in it that it can track via infrared. So I don't know whether you can see it No, I camera. can.
0: I, I wasn't yeah. going to ask, but, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's not really an appealing look for, you know, when someone walks in the door. What the hell is that on your head? Um, but, yeah, um, so – uh, the head mouse basically looks like a webcam, and that sits on top of my monitor, hmm. and it tracks this dot on my head. So wherever I move my head is where it moves the mouse, and uh, yeah, and and that's literally gives me the precision of having the mouse in my hand, no different than you moving the mouse, your mouse on your computer. Hang on, um, so I've... you
0: you've got virtual reality because if you look left in yeah, a yeah, in a yeah. game. I mean...
3: It'll be interesting when the Oculus Rift comes out later down the line. That's another story. but um, wow. And uh, for the um, and in conjunction with the uh, head mouse, um, I've got what's called a sip and puff switch. So that works on air pressure. So it's pneumatic air. So at, as you can see from the camera here, mm. see that bit of tube that goes to my mouth? Yeah. So when I sip on that, if I was to like... No different if I was having a drink with a straw and I was sipping on that to take a sip of a drink. When I sip on that, it left-clicks. Um, and when I puff on it, it right-clicks. Wow. So so I can, like, sip twice really quick for a double-click on my desktop, you know, to open up an, an application or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if I want to go into the options and bring up the properties, I just puff and right-click. And, and it's no different um, going into gaming. Um with that, uh, with the head mouse combined with a just a tray that sits on top of my power wheelchair, mm. um, I just have the keyboard set up in front of me, and my hands. Uh, I basically just use the backs, the backs of my pinky fingers, mm. um, and um, I just gaming-wise, if I can remap the buttons in a game mm-hmm. to the to the keys that I can reach um, easily on the keyboard, mm. um, then I'm able to play it, and and also the tips of my middle fingers hmm. when I reach out of the first um first point of contact on yeah, a keyboard. Yeah. So, so how long so
0: yeah. you know, it's been twelve years since your accident. Yeah. This stuff yeah, yeah. wasn't around twelve years ago, surely.
3: Uh no. Well it was in the hospital um like when I had my accident and um when I finally got transferred down into the spinal unit at the PA hospital. Um once I was going through my rehabilitation and all that um you, you do your physio, you know, your heavy exercise in the morning trying to recover any movement because I had no movement whatsoever to start with. Right. Um, first woke up in intensive care, I had to work my butt off. Uh, but, you know, no pain, no gain, yep. as they say. Um, and <laughs> I'm fortunate to have the movement that I have. Um, yep. And uh, in the afternoons, we do occupational therapy which is where you'd work on your phone fine motor skills that you that you had at the time mm. and they had the a computer room in there and um and that's well was was my first time um seeing this technology uh mm. firsthand. and they literally only had it for uh or well, had it as use for people to actually use a computer in its desktop state, you know, Mm. nothing else. And I looked at it, you know, from being a gamer before my accident, uh, not only console but PC as well from a young age. Um, And I've gone, well, how can I use this to my advantage? So I I had a mum bring in one of my copies of Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, and um, I, I asked the uh, occupational therapist whether I could install it on their on their computer yeah. to, to see whether I, you know whether I'd be able to game on it. Love not.
0: to be a fly on the wall for that conversation.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, they were they were fine with it, and um, it, yeah, I installed it and um, and just got tweaking and twiddling around, and from there I've been, yeah I've been able to game most. Most games that I, you know, that appeal to my taste, I've been able to play. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's one thing to hear about, but seeing it in person really does sort mm. of yeah blow your mind.
0: And, and how important then for you is having that? I mean, that's basically a sense of reality. Back to you were a gamer before your accident. Yeah. And then you were able to push yourself through, you know, intensive rehab. And on the other side of that, you were able to, also, to were able to also find a slice of your your old life because life changed that, right life i'm yeah, assuming yeah, life changed at that point yeah, yeah. but there's still this slice of your old life that you love and it's gaming yep. and you've been able to keep doing it that's pretty important i would have thought in the just in the mental rehabilitation yeah right?
3: yeah yeah it was it was a nice you know escape um t- to deal with everything that you're dealing with you know at such a young age you know um with that situation everything that comes with being paralyzed yeah. and all that um it was, yeah, a nice escape to, you know, to get into a game and just not think about anything for a couple of hours and enjoy, enjoy whatever you're doing, whether you're driving a car or shooting someone or whatever. How much
0: did your mum's attitude to gaming change? Because I'm tipping as a 16, 17-year-old, your mum was like, get off the game, stop playing the games. But now I'm tipping, uh, mum was <laughs> like, this is, he, oh my God, he's got the connection to the to the gaming, you know, complete
3: yeah. flip, flip. Oh, mum, mum's, well, mom, I, I love my mum. My mum's always been awesome. Um... And she, she's always been fine with us, game, well, with me gaming beforehand. I was, I've always been tech savvy. So I was always the one setting up the TV, the VCR, yeah, the yeah. DVD player, the computer. Karen, what's wrong with the computer? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I was always the one fixing everything. Um, so she never had a problem with me gaming. Um, but she she was so ecstatic for me when I was able when I was able to show well, her um, when she came into the hospital, mm. um, as she did on a daily basis, and I was um when she came down and saw me in in the occupational therapy, um, she's section been and saw through, me on, on the computer. She's Sorry. been
0: through you know as much as you basically because I understand she first knew about it about the accident via a news report on Channel Nine. I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah, intense.
3: unfortunately, yeah, um, yeah, she found out. Um. Yeah. Via via Channel Nine on the afternoon news. Mm. So live as it happens. So, so uh, yeah.
0: Let's talk about your rig. Um, Gaming is an important thing. I, to be honest, I'm not a PC gamer. I have installed Steam on you know my Mac just so I can play SimCity. Yep. It's about as mu- that's about as PC gamer as I get. I like the yeah, console yeah. experience just because I know it's going to be there and work. Except for the fact that they update every five minutes. But let's not go yeah. there. Oh, um Oh,
3: I, I do miss the PlayStation. I, I'll admit that.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know. um d- and, and look, I'm not making an occupational assessment here, but um, Project Morpheus or PlayStation VR could be yep. revolutionary for you because, um, mm. you know, the potential for you to uh, have at least, you know, maybe um, in your hands, uh, not I know not gripped, but, you know, in your hands or attached to your hands, the uh, PlayStation Move controllers and then the... Mm. The I mean it could be amazing, yeah. so well, let's that's a story for another day. Yeah. But as yeah, a gamer, yeah, yeah. you know your rig is is critical. So up until three weeks ago, what was your what was your primary uh, gaming rig?
3: That, nothing. Uh, well, for the past uh, since December last year, I have actually actually haven't had a rig. I had to sell mine um, due to just financial strengths. Um, yeah. Mum and I, you know, I'm on a disability pension, mm. um, and Mum's on a carers pension. She actually had to give up her business, she was a naturopath and a uh, homeopath and masseuse before my accident mm. um, but with once I was uh, transferred home from hospital um, the funding isn't there in terms of having a carer mm. um, so even if mum went to work, um, more than half her wage would have been going on paying for a carer to be with me while she was at work mm. so it was to feed his purpose um, so it was.
0: Um, it's been tough, tough times. Yeah,
3: yeah, it, it, yeah. Times have been tough. We, you know, we've been stuck in in private rental um, and all that, which isn't easy. And uh, yeah, just unfortunately, I had to, I had to sell my rig. Would um, you get much I, money
0: for it? I mean, what's what's a second hand <laughs> well, PC worth? But yeah, it's enough it, to it's it, enough it, to pay it, the bills for a couple of weeks, I guess.
3: Yeah, it was it was a decent rig at the um at the time. I saved up for four years. Um, and built it. Um, I built it back in 2009. That was a, that was when the first i7 generation chips came out. Mm -hmm. It was an i7 940. I had 12 gig of RAM in it. Um, I had a one terabyte hard drive. Later down the line when SSDs got cheaper, I put in an SSD drive as well. Um, I originally had a GTX 275 in it hmm. um, and then I waited for graphics cards and when I could afford it, I um, upgraded to a GTX 660 Ti.
0: Hmm.
3: Um, Where well, did you sell so it? Sell so it, it, it on eBay a, or? Um, no, it was actually uh, – I put it up on um, Gumtree yeah. and, uh, well, yeah. The,
0: the reason um, I ask is because – so I'm putting myself in the mind of the of the buyer, right? So you're on Gumtree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an awesome gaming yeah. league. You, you do the deal, and and then you knock on the door, and here's Kieran in a wheelchair. Well, yeah. I would have felt enormously bad taking the anyway. It just it just <laughs> strikes me as it would have been quite a shock.
3: Yeah, I actually um, it's I actually sold it to a friend of mine. Okay. Um that's all right then. That's okay then. Was, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, it was it was. And, uh, I put it up on Gumtree. I had a couple of people interested and uh, like the all up that p c build that I did back in two thousand and nine mm. would would have amounted to about four thousand three hundred yep um in total cost um, but I saved up and saved up and you know waited for um for the right tech to be out um. Yeah. And I I just happened to be catching up with friends and one of them, you know, was in hospital with me and we've remained close friends over time. Mm. And um, his uh, girlfriend was needing a new... uh, She was needing a new rig um, to handle um, up-and-coming games. Mm. And my rig that I had, you know, was still a decent rig for gaming. Um, What obviously wasn't the top end of what was out at the current moment, but, you know, it was enough to handle... What she needed, so um, you know, I was happy to part ways and. So it's been that it it's was... been
0: eight or nine months uh, without a gaming rig. Re- what's what's what else is in the house? You got a, just a computer for getting on the web, or, or has your mum got an iPad? I mean, is there anything uh, in the house to keep yeah, you connected? I've,
3: we've got a yeah, we've got we've got a laptop. Yeah, um, just, yeah just a laptop for you know desktop mm. use and office work and all that. But yeah, in terms of gaming, I, I've been out of it for yeah, just, yeah, just over twelve. Yeah, coming up ten months. So Sorry,
0: somehow months. your story gets gets around. And there's some really great people in the world, and that's that's why we're talking, because there's a company called Centacom, who I'll be honest, I hadn't yes. heard of, but um, I'm looking at their website, and they're, you know, they're just a solid um, IT uh, sales. I mean, they've got everything from monitors yeah. to laptop bags to speakers to obviously all the all the kit you need to make a gaming rig. So what is it, last Friday or something, you get a knock on the door, and here's, yeah. here's someone from Centacom with, as I understand it, an Intel Core i7 uh, 400 gig SSD, you know, force motherboard. I mean, every it it sounds like a pretty awesome rig. Phillips 28 inch 4K monitor, uh, mouse, yeah. keyboard, cooling, 16 gig of memory. Was this? Did you feel like you were on punked or what was going uh, on there?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, man, I I was over the moon. Um, you know, big big thank you to SantaCom and, and Intel Australia. Um, you know, that they were the ones that you know. They made this happen, and yeah. um i i had a i got told like yeah last Friday to not make any plans that I had <laughs> a bit, someone wanted to see me that's all I got told um and uh yeah, so I had uh three lovely guys come around um mm-hmm. and
0: James I, 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 and Tom over and, the yep, years yep.
3: I've, so over the years I've done um a lot of selfless um Acts for media when it comes to people that have ended up in my situation. Hmm. So I'm comfortable with interviews. And um, these three lovely, uh, Alan, James, and Thomas came in and said, um, "Is it okay if we uh, do an interview with you today, Karen?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, no worries." And uh, so we're doing this interview, and uh, about 25 minutes later, I, um, there's a knock on the door, and I can hear all these people, and Mum's gone to the door, and uh, uh th- another three people walk in, um, and yeah, they're walking in with boxes, massive boxes and yeah, then that's when they came a bit closer, actually I realized what was written on the box and well, yeah, it was just an absolute shock. Uh, and met, met the lo- lovely people, um, Jantu, um, uh, from Cenecom and Stephanie from Intel, yeah. um, uh, and Chris as well, and hmm. uh, yeah, they pulled the rig out, and uh, we set it up on the table, and then uh, J- uh Juntu from Cinecom gave me a rundown of what was in it, and yeah, man, um, <laughs> I could not be—it's a beast, you know—a fifty uh, nine sixty X eight core i seven, you know, it's 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 an absolute beast, and nine eighty for gaming, you know, and four K monitor, you know, it's yeah, it's what it's, was
0: the first game you loaded?
3: Um, I, I put up my Steam account, and um, the first game I put up, uh, I downloaded both uh, Batman Arkham Origins and Tomb Raider, because uh, some of the games I have on, some games I have like Grand Theft Auto and a couple others are on actual physical drives, yeah. and there's not, there isn't a drive bay in this as, you know, drives are getting obsolete. So, I'd yeah, just load up the Steam and... Uh, and yeah, sh- showed the guys of how I was able to game, um, which yes, that blew them away as well.
0: And you know, I think we, we need to be clear here. This is not um, this is not uh, pity. This is not anything other than acknowledgement. Because in you know you you've been twelve years. And I, yeah. I say with respect stuck in that wheelchair um yeah. and you've given yourself to injury care and support you're uh, you're a counselor for young people um yeah you i talk, do i do
3: motivation i do voluntary motivational talks with um spinal injuries australia yeah. um part of the it's called the SEAT team spinal educational awareness team so we go out to both primary schools and high schools doing awareness talks of what a spinal cord injury is and mm. you know ad, ad, you know discuss with the kids you know how best to avoid ending up in our shoes because and i mean got... it's
0: it's a terribly strange thing to say and i hope you take it in the in the sense that it's meant but you you're a real life advertisement you know you think about the whatever yeah, yeah. whatever style of shock and awe advertising we have whether it's for you know trying yeah. to reduce the the road toll or drugs or whatever it is yeah. Um, you know, having someone stand in the high school hall in front of a bunch of 15, 16, whatever they are old yeah. and say, you know what? Sounds like a good idea to jump off a bridge, but yeah. I'm just here to tell you that maybe it's not. And that's, that's a pretty brave thing to be doing because man, you could, you could just recluse, you could just sit back yeah. and, well, you know, not do never that. A
3: bit, yeah. Well, that's a lot, a lot of people do in my situation, but that's, that's never been me. As I said, I was always an active and outgoing person and, um, It was, it was hard. I actually couldn't do what I was doing for, for six years. I was actually stuck in at home because the care service providers that I had couldn't get out to me until 10.30 in the morning. Mm. So by the time I was toileted, showered and dressed and put in my wheelchair, it was 12.30 quarter to one. Mm. So my day was already gone. I couldn't commit to any work. I couldn't commit to any study. Um, or anything. So yeah. but you know I kept I didn't give up. I've never yeah you know, within me I've always had a fight in me. I never give up on anything you know and in, until I get beat on it. Um and finally after 6 years I found a, a company that were willing to you know to provide me with early care so yeah. I could get out and do something and have a life. Uh or some you know some sense of a life and mm. um and i you know, i was working from when i was 14 years old i've i've always been working had a hard work ethic mm. and um and that was a hard adjustment too um you know from working and then you know being stuck in a wheelchair and, and not being able to physically work mm. um yeah that was a hard adjustment and I, I just looked at my my situation and gone right well how how can i use this in the best pos- you know positive and best yeah. way and that's when I got contacted um, with the Spinal Injuries Australia and and, um, started doing talks at the schools. And I absolutely love it, man. Like, if I can avoid um, a kid from ending up in my situation, then Mm. I'm serving a purpose, you know. Um, As much as I don't like being on a disability pension and relying on, you know, taxpayers' dollars, um, at least I'm con- contributing, giving back to the community. Like I'd love to go and do a nine to five job, um, mm. but I can't. You know, I've got I've I I cares that come in, and by the time they're done with me, you know, it's it's late morning. It's not obviously not the afternoon like I was stuck in mm. before. But yeah, it, you know, there's so, so much involved in 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 so many aspects involved in in life being in my situation where Mm. you're not able to, you know, do that. But at least I'm still able to give back and make a difference. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And what other technology do you see um, in your situation that's unique? And, I mean, impressive (laughs) because that's the thing. I look at this stuff and I go, I just had, I had no idea that with a sticker on your forehead you could control a computer. I had no idea. I'd like to think I've seen everything and I haven't. Um, there yeah. must be, it must be, I mean, you'd be numb to it in, in, the sense that, you know, you've seen, you've got, you're used to that technology, but is there stuff that's happening yep. overseas or something that you go, Oh, imagine if we did that or, I mean, is it, is yeah, does it, does it evolve?
3: I, I, well, yeah. Like when I looked into it, like what was going to best suit me for gaming, mm. um, the head mouse was obviously the number one pick. And then I was trying to look at things to make, um, to make it easier on me in terms of keyboard function. Um, and there wasn't really anything out there. Um, and you, 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 there is voice recognition software, so to speak, but it doesn't, some, most of the stuff that's voice recognition isn't set up to work within a game, right? It's set up to work within on a desktop, you know, yeah. open word, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there wasn't a stuff, a, a lot of stuff around. And I, I, I remember seeing, um, it was, by, what was it called, the NIA, the N-I-A, right. O-C, was it O-C-Z's NIA? It was some brain impulse thing where it read your brain waves. Yeah. Um, I saw that on YouTube. Wow. And, well, um, you know,
0: I, I I tried a thing like that. I, I don't know exactly what it was at CES last year. Mm-hmm. You put the thing on your head, and you spend yeah. about five minutes or maybe maybe less training, training. your brain, and yeah. then I was able to make a car, a remote control car, go from one end of a track to another, and it – Pardon the pun. It blew my mind. Um, You know that's obviously a long way to go with that, but gee whiz, it's exciting. And I guess it's interesting for me. And again, it's you must kind of look at some of the the questions and things people ask you. But you know, it's interesting to me because everything that you do in the technology world via the internet is a leveler, really, isn't it? Because you can be playing Grand Theft Auto and you know doing whatever it is you're doing, and the people that you're fighting, racing, chasing. Whatever it is, have yeah. no idea of your situation. It's a
3: complete leveler no, for you. Not until I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, them hang
0: up. on, how does that go down? You've just you've just smashed someone in a race or a fight, whatever it is. And what's your what's yeah. your SmackDown move? What do you say to him?
3: Ah, oh, oh, um, it's you a bit just got you just got I, done I by I... a quad, or what, what is he? Uh, well, I, I say you just got beat by a cripple. I guess I could say that because I'm in your shoes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So to anyone listening that does have a disability, no disrespect, yeah, I, yeah. I guess, you know, yeah, I, I can throw that around. You can so, throw yeah. that
0: around, man. You're, you've you been through – you've been to hell and back. And I just think – Um, I mean, it's funny. I've been talking about um, chatting to you for a little while now. And I, to be honest, I, I desperately wanted to come up and, and be there on that day. Just didn't work out because I've been travelling so much. But um, I'm super, I'm super impressed with your attitude. It's just, you know, I I guess I always think to myself if something like that happened to me, I'd, I'd just, you know, I'd I'd throw my hands in the air because I I feel like it would, it would, it would literally just change too much. And I don't know that I cope. And yeah, it's seventeen, and yeah, I just, mate, you're an inspiration, and I, it's, it's awesome to me that you're able to give back. Um, I would hope that at some point in time. You know, I'd like to think my kids listen to me, but I'm well aware they're probably not going to. So I'd like to think that my my son or, or daughter, when they're you know 13, 14, or 15, uh, get to meet someone yeah. like you who will, at the very least, put a bit of fear into them. Uh, and yeah. and okay, yeah. but also remember this, and I, I'm I'm not telling you how to suck eggs, but I think you got to remember no. this. There's there's a part of you that is giving them the the shock and awe, uh, the shock and awe learning about not to do this. Yeah. But it must also yeah. be clear, and I'm sure this is part of what you do in your speaking, but it must also be clear that just your attitude alone is inspiration. Forget the circumstance, forget the, the don't jump off bridges thing, but just the attitude of, okay, so my life was turned not upside down. It was turned over and over and over again, upside down. And I'm still here. I'm still positive and I'm still gaming and I'm still loving yeah. mum. And, I'm, you know, it's all, it's all there. And I think that in itself is quite inspirational, man. It really is.
3: Thanks. Thanks, man. I, I, I do get that a lot. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um I don't expect it. I, and I guess th- that was just me. Um, You know, when I woke up in, in intensive care in hospital and the doctors came and told me what I'd done and they'll show me on the screen all the x-rays of my neck because um, they, when I actually had my accident, I was rushed straight into surgery where they took a bit of bone out of my hip and put um metal plates in the front of my neck. Um, to stabilize my head and screw my head on, screw my neck onto my my head onto mm. my shoulders, <laughs> to keep it there. Um, and yeah, they come down and obviously you ask that stupid question: "Am I going to walk again?" I think anyone in my situation would ask that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't give you an answer um, because they, it all depends on how badly you've damaged your your body yeah. and all that, and then how well your body recovers and tries to regenerate in terms of what movement you you will well if you regain any movement whatsoever.
0: Yeah.
3: And, um, and like the three main positives I took from that instant was one, well, I'm not dead because if it wasn't for one of my best mates, I would have drowned. Uh, secondly, I was, I was I was thankful, you know, that I didn't have any brain damage. You know, I was, you know, as you were able to have a a normal conversation. Yeah. Um. You know, because it was a near drowning, so I was I was very thankful for that. And thirdly, um, yeah, you know, I, I was thankful, you know, not to be stuck on a respirator. Mm. Um, like you know, like Christopher Reeves. Um, because yeah. I was very close to that point where I'd, I'd be stuck on a breathing machine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm very thankful for what I have and I'm thankful for what I have now after working my butt off in hospital where I'm, you know, able to game and I'm able to, um, use a power wheelchair where I'm able to wheel myself around and not rely on someone else to push me and all that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, as much as there's not a lot I can do for myself where I rely on carers to get me up out of bed and get me in my wheelchair and then I rely on mum for the rest of the day until I get put to bed at night and then she's there in the course of the night in case I need her. Um... Yeah, you know, I'm thankful for the little things, man. And, yeah, gaming is, you know, is a huge escape for me given the fact I can't do a lot of, as much as gaming was a huge thing, was a, is, sorry, was, is, and still is a huge thing um, that I love doing. But I can't do a lot of the other stuff that I used to love doing, like riding my motorbike, my road bike, going out with mates, you know, surfing and to the beach and blah, 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 all the rest and playing sports. So, yeah, man, um, thanks. It's just, Mm. I guess that's the attitude I had was, you know, you just take the positives and move forward because there's always someone who's going to be worse off.
0: Yeah. And, you know what, hearing that from from you um, as someone who's, I'm I'm very lucky. I'm I'm completely able-bodied. I've got three beautiful, healthy kids and, you know, it's, it's a reminder that there's there's always people who who are doing it tougher. And yeah. then and then to to sit here and have this conversation with you and, and see you and, and have you say to me that there's someone there's always someone doing it tougher, just it's just it's a reality check, right? And uh yeah. and that's what's yeah, cool yeah. about Intel, you know, and I have a great respect for the people at Intel. Kate Burley is just such a top person and uh and she's got great people around her like Steph and Anna and um for them to find, I don't know how it happened and it doesn't matter, but for them to find people like center to, to stump up and go, you know what? This is cool. We can do this and we can make the, uh, you know, a great gaming rig for Kieran. And then the fun of delivering it. I look forward to seeing the video of that. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, so it's just awesome. Right. And, uh, oh, you know,
3: man. more than awesome, more than awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, mate, it's... it's, it's awesome to talk to you. Um, well done to Intel and center Um, and the guys, James and Tom, that went up there and, uh, and had the fun to, to make the, the kind of prank happen. And, uh, and, yeah, gone. and, um, they had me gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, sure. um I'm going to get some pics from the guys. I'm going to get a pic of the rig uh, and I'll put it up on the yep. website so people can see it. And, uh, and yeah, good on you, man. It's awesome. And, and you know what? Shout out to your mum. What an awesome, what an awesome lady Elaine is. Um, man, because She's that's, top, man. that's tops. That's, that's something special. That's something real special.
3: Yeah, well, the the reality is, man. If Mum, you know, put her hands up and said, "No, you're too hard basket," I'd I'd be in a bloody nursing home.
2: Mm.
3: That's that's the reality of it. So you yeah, you know you you th- be thankful for your family. Be thankful, you know, for 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 the small things in life. Family, friends, and all all that stuff is really the stuff that matters most.
0: Family, friends, and gaming. But uh,
3: yeah, family, friends, and gaming. That's it. And uh, yeah, ma- ma- yeah, massive. I can't thank Cinecom and Intel enough, you know they you know they've given me they've given me part of my life back that I love, so you mm. know I was missing out on that for nine months and to be able to get back into that now and and delve in. I just uh uploaded Mad Max last night, so I was just tweaking with that and uh having a bit of fun with that now now that I'm able to to drive around in that, so I've yeah messed around with the key mapping on that
0: well, I don't get. I do get a lot of games, if I'm honest. I don't play a lot of games. If I ever get yeah. um, uh, game review requests that have Steam accounts attached to them, I will send them your way because uh, yeah. <laughs> you can review them for me, man. That's yes, yeah. that's, that's Please easy. Do so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was great to chat to you.
3: Lovely talking to you.
0: Well. As I say, I hope you got some um, additional inspiration from that. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that that uh, conversation. Uh, Kieran and his mum uh, are not doing it easily. If I'm honest, they um, they're, they're, they're they're in a rented property. They're um, they're hearing that the uh, the owners of the property are now going to sell up because it's a great place and a great investment. So. You know they could be faced with someone moving in and then having to move out, and you know, as you can appreciate finding a uh, such an accessible home in terms of wheelchair accessibility and the like is, um, is going to be a struggle for them so they're, they're you know things, they may may have a great computer, but things are not perfect, so there's a lot, lot to do. They're on the gold Coast. Um, hey, if you're an investor in property, let me know because um, Kieran and his mom could do with your help, but a great story nonetheless. Now this is the three hundredth episode and. I I thought earlier, how should I approach the show? And I I hope I've given it at its best as as a normal show. But I did want to just think about a couple of things and and acknowledge them. Clearly, uh, you know, the show wouldn't be anything if 2GB hadn't have taken on the idea uh, and the name. Let me run with the name. Way back when, in in 2009, that was, um, that's what got it started. First show with Michael McLaren and then uh, did it on my own for a bit. And then we went into highlights with Ross Greenwood, and a whole bunch of things. And then, um. I uh, moved on from 2GB on air uh, and ended up very quickly at 2UE, which was great, um, but didn't feel that the, uh, the show on 2UE should be the exact same one, so that's when I started the podcast on its own, and uh, that was great fun, and it's been the exact same ever since, and it's beautiful because I have this uh, 100% um, autonomy over the show, which is fantastic. So to those radio stations for their support, uh, getting this thing happening was was awesome. Uh, Clearly, uh, a massive thank you to my wife and kids who support the fact that I lock myself in my little home studio every Tuesday evening and talk to myself. Don't know if they can hear me. And they're certainly not listening now because they don't download. But um, a very, very important part of this and and couldn't do without them and and wouldn't do it if they didn't let me. Um, If they didn't want me to, I wouldn't keep doing it because but I'm confident that we make it. We make up for the Tuesday nights with a whole bunch of other things. A few companies that, that have been involved early on. Um, Norton were a big sponsor early on. Jay's and Ox, remember Ox Digital Radios and Jay's Earphones. Jeremy Sedley down at uh, what was Smart IT. Now, MacGear Group, um, uh, a really good mate uh, and a solid supporter of the program. Uh, sincere thank you, Jeremy, for that early support. Uh, Netgear were early supporters and still are of Two Blokes Talking Tech and, of course, Garmin. Um, David, Catherine, the team at Garmin in Australia are fantastic, and you know, genuine, uh, genuine thanks to them for enabling me to do this week in and week out. You know, it's important that you understand that the way this stuff happens is that there's a bunch of PR companies and PR people that represent these technology companies that constantly send me emails about things, and whether it's um, you know, what seems like a silly idea or just a normal big product launch like an Apple or something. Um, those are the people that give me those interview ideas, the the small companies that I speak to, the startups or the big companies, whatever they might be. Um, without those pitches from those pitches, as in pitch me an idea, from the PR companies, I wouldn't have content. I wouldn't have anything to talk about. I wouldn't have gadgets to tell you about that I'd used. You know, I wouldn't be able to tell you how cool the Tesla car is because there's one in the driveway because I get to drive one because of things like this show. Um, so to every single one of those PR people listening, thank you. Uh, it means the world to me that you continue to pitch to me. It means the world to me that you value the podcast as an outlet. I, I Hey, I know that TV's bigger. I know radio's bigger. And I know even getting stuff on the websites is probably more important. But for me, the podcast is, is almost number one. And uh, it it means a lot that PR companies respect that and, and and give the show the respect that I think it deserves. Having been consistent um, in the earbuds of of thousands of people every week for uh, 300 episodes. Um, so, yes, thank you to those PR people. And there are a lot of them. It's n- impossible to name, but I will give a shout-out to Matthew Wu from Edelman, who's one of the um, absolute tech geniuses, uh, looks after all the technology companies at Edelman, like Samsung and the like, who uh, tweeted this fantastic photo of, uh, of the 300 Club. With my face, <coughs> excuse me, photoshopped over the top. Very cool, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Mr. Wu3Char, uh, but to all the PR companies uh, and PR people, thank you. But, and you know, two, two people I was definitely going to mention uh, were the two Robs and uh, it kind of didn't surprise me that they were the two people first on the phones when I opened up the 100 number earlier. But um, to the two Robs, uh, they're, they're there for everything we do, whether it's two blokes or periscopes or whatever, that kind of loyalty is awesome. Uh, people like Craig Fittick, who, who texted or tweeted me earlier, the, um, I don't know, hundreds I was gonna do a count, but it got ridiculous. The number of callers I'd had on, the number of terabytes of data had been downloaded from the server, it's ridiculous. Okay? Just multiply everything by ridiculous. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of callers. It's a lot of emails. And uh the fact that you you keep it under the subscription list there, um, each and every week in your iTunes or your pocket casts is critical to me and uh and really important that you that you're there and, and, and you're still downloading every week and you're still listening because uh Hey, without that, I wouldn't know what's going on, would I? Um, So thank you to you, wherever you are, uh, to you on your own, if you're listening with earbuds, to you and your family, if you're listening in the car, to your kids. Uh, Hopefully it's content that they can listen to. Uh, I'd like to think my kids could listen, um, and that's a part of it as well. Um, But yes, the listeners are the most important part because, hey, without you, I don't have calls. Uh, and you know one of the one of the most recent ratings on iTunes says one of the best technology podcasts from Your Surf Twelve. Great podcasts to keep you up to date with the latest technology. Trevor gives honest feedback and is more than happy to take your call. I know you read these, Trevor. I would like to say keep up the good work in the man cave. Good on you, mate. I really really appreciate it. But um, yeah, there's been a few uh, few nice tweets tonight and this afternoon. Uh, AGP, uh, APGnet, that is. Uh, people that don't have names on um, on on Twitter make it difficult for me to give you. Proper acknowledgement, but you know who you are, APGNet. Uh, Thank you. And to everyone else that I've missed, but uh, all good. Thank you very much. I'm a bit croaky. We we come back from the holidays a bit sick, but that's all good. We're still here. We'll be here for another 300, eh? Let's keep going. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading.
1: Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech life. Life with Trevor Long.